Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. We got a lot to review this Lots. week. It's a big Lots. one. Yep. There's some major controversy going on in the world of podcasting and there's no way we can't talk I'm about excited. it i mean people are removing their music <laughs> from spotify their f- if you haven't heard about this then you've been living in a cave because it is almost all anyone seems to be talking about um yeah neil young the legend that is pretty upset He's he wants to leave. He's leaving Spotify. He said it's me or Joe, and Spotify went. Ah, we're going uh, with Joe. It's a tough, tough call. Going tough with call. Joe on this one, but it was a lot of pressure. Other musicians have jumped on, and uh, what can you say? What I mean, misinformation is the accusation of the day. Uh. Is it really? Is it really, folks? What game are we playing here? I, can we call it truth-seeking? Is that ever going to be an option, or is it just is it going to be misinformation? Well, it's misinformation when they don't agree, whoever the yeah. they are. You know? And it's, what a... What a <laughs> you know, what, what gets me is, is exactly what Joe said in that 10-minute video he did, which I thought was very Ep- eloquent. Epic. And to epic. The point. There's no way you can't... I mean... When you listen to that, and uh, it, look, people aren't going to like it still, but they weren't going to like anything he said. But what he said was very reasonable, and he said he'd make adjustments. But he's saying, "Look, what is misinformation? You know, the news reports on things, and then two weeks later they change." What I they mean, heard. he it's wasn't. Like, we're learning as we go. That's here. the weird thing, man. It's like nobody wants to retract. It's like we're no, we're so far deep in the mud hole. You you don't. Like you can't dig out. You're just like let's keep digging. It feels like because misinformation is such a weird phrase to use, especially when it's like you had those two back to back doctors, and that's all we're basing it on. And he's like owning it throughout that video, saying that I should have a little bit of other people involved. I mean, he had Sanjay on. He's had. He's like, I'll talk to Fauci. I'll talk to anybody that's willing to come on. He's he just wants to know the truth. So it's a weird thing to try and like pigeonhole him and say that he's trying to do something. It seems like such a weird, offensive thing. He's like, nah, I, I love these people. Like, 
I think that I think that video that he posted completely disarmed anybody. Like, how do you hang on to anything that you had after watching that? He's like, I, this is what I did. This was my intention. This was my. I'm trying to service, and I know my I know my platform now, and I'm I'm I understand it. So I'm trying to be open to other forms of opportunity to see what other people are thinking about. So I, I don't know how that's become like villainized, you know. Well, you're forgetting the power of the haters, my friend. They can hate anything. It's obvious. They can hate. He anything. he gives a shout out to them in the in the in the video too. I mean that, that, that you talk about somebody who's willing to just own stuff, and I I don't, I don't see the other side at this point. Like I I, I don't understand. Sh- show me, just show me what where, where the villain is because even somebody I talked to walking up the stairs today, I was like, did you hear that thing about, he said something about asking me about Rogan. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I I follow him quite a bit, this and that. And he's like, he must be really right. And I'm like, and he's actually an older dude. That's I mean, super conservative to some extent, but I was like, not really. I was like, he likes gun rights, but he's also like for pro healthcare and pro education and a lot of the left things. So it's like, this whole idea that you're just stuck in one category, it's such a... You're automatically a villain if you don't believe what the other person believes now. It seems like... And I don't want to say that COVID caused that or this, like... The vax thing is definitely, like, a line in the sand, obviously. But it's become the biggest line in the sand that I've really seen. But it seems to be dissipating of late. Have you noticed that at all? Or not, like, Well, it ha- I mean, the actions have, you know, things are getting more normalized, and but the strong opinions still exist and if you ever had any opinion that goes against the narrative and remember the narrative is still changing right. even in popular media it starts off where this came the all came from a wet market then it maybe came from right. a lab and that's okay but you couldn't say that before and then issues with the mask was one thing one way and now it's different it's like you can only change your mind when the news tells you to change right. your mind and that's ridiculous why can you not ask questions on your own before i mean if anything it's made me ask more questions now just the fact that we have these conversations and listening to the conversations that he has like i love seeing other angles i love seeing just tell me a different side so i can see your side but just to say no you're wrong and you're this it's it seems i mean i don't even well especially because the first amendment is really designed to be freedom of speech meaning it it will also be speech you don't like right and as long as it doesn't incite violence even if it's incorrect speech it's allowed now you and i i think rogan and most everyone else that's really sensible doesn't want information that's incorrect across the board like i still support the first amendment but if it's just you know, if you're banging on about flat earth, it's like, all right, well, people shouldn't listen to you too much, right? Reasonable. But just because it doesn't go with exactly what you want to hear and it's explorative and you're asking questions and you're at least seeking out information from very qualified individuals, it's not like it's him and Red Band stoned just making things up as they go. I mean, that would be different. He's talking to people that that know a lot about what they're doing, whether they're right or wrong. He's still talking with them, and it's not like he doesn't discuss it with the other side. Like you said, Gupta came on. 
I mean, when has CNN ever just went, oh, we're bringing on someone that completely disagrees with us, other than them trying to make him look like a fool? Or when have they ever turned around and said, hey, guys, last week's story, we messed up. It wasn't correct. We're trying to do our best. No one else is doing that, man. <laughs> I mean, and he, he even says it himself. He's like, I didn't ask for this. I, I'm not out there trying to be some virtuous guy. He's like, I'm literally just having conversations with different folks that are – I mean, take Robert Malone and take the other guy that he's getting so scrutinized, Peter McCullough, over. They're the most publicized people in their fields. It's not like he's pulling some guy off the side of the street and saying, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's try and fix COVID. He's like, let me find the two like most sought-after guys and the one guy who helped write the mRNA vaccine and have a conversation about it. But that his narrative doesn't fit Pfizer and Johnson & Johnson. So obviously it seems... I don't know, man. It's it's at this point, it's 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 a tough pill to swallow to be like, all right, so you, so so you talk to somebody and look them dead in the face and be like, all right, so no fuckery is going on. Government's out for you. Everything that's going down is based on science, and you totally agree with that. You're you're good. There's gonna be a hard pause there, right? So you got to be like, are you still doing that, or is it like, are we are we gonna try and choose? either a new story or a new narrative or like an alternative or something else because obviously what the fuck we've been talking about hasn't been working, right? I just imagine that we are basically trying, like this pressure that's been put on him in this podcast, right, is is basically tr attempting to train everybody to not ask right. questions or even have conversations that go against what they're right. saying. And they stand behind the guys that, oh, well, yeah, but if you, if you even have those conversations, people can die. It's like, hold, hold on. You can't just say that at the end of everything. That's like those arguments where you're just calling everyone a racist just to close them right. down. It's like it doesn't work like that. You have to have the discussions. People are allowed to ask Converse, like they're allowed to talk and ask questions and th think about <laughs> and i think what he said about having people on to balance it afterwards that is a great right. addition what a beautiful i'm happy for him to do that i don't i don't want the idea that a completely ridiculous narrative will be pushed to, to be perfectly i i wouldn't enjoy that about the podcast to be perfectly either. honest with you i would love to see a pro vaccine person on there and explain to me why the vaccine is so valuable and how all these all, all these like side conspiracies and all these other things please debunk all this i would love to hear it like show me the other side because of this i mean what what, what would what, what wouldn't be better than that i would love to have other people on the side and to be honest i mean that's great to hear that it is it is and he he has he had he's had a bunch of other right. doctors on he's had Sanjay on he talked about it in that right. video he's had I people just that talk about the why it's I don't think there's a whole lot of people on that side that are willing to speak up at this point because it seems like it's a work in progress that's this whole like science thing in general right like science is well they certainly want to write a lot of letters to right. Spotify so. You know, it's like, okay, you're willing to do that? Are you willing to go on his show? I don't think that he's not having people on that are willing to discuss this because he, Joe, is trying to figure this right. out like everyone else is.
He's like, who do I need these, to talk to? These who are, knows? Who's convincing me? These are real human lives that are involved. So regardless of what team you're on or what side you believe in, it's like if you care about people that are close to you, you're trying to find a solution to this sickness. But that said, isn't it an interesting thing? I, I don't know if it was a meme or something I saw, but it's like, we beat COVID. It's like somehow COVID became fuck homelessness, fuck hunger, fuck poverty, fuck anything else that's going on. Like, we will beat COVID. It's like, how did that become, like, the central focus? Did we just get caught up in this twilight zone of, like, only thing we focus on is beating COVID? Like, even the less fortunate are, like, walking around with masks on? And, like, I, I don't know. It's just an interesting thing to be – that's become, like, the central focus. And I, there's got to be a lot more going on that we're just not looking at, clearly. Well, initially, it made perfect sense because we didn't know enough about it, and it we thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was, and that should have been our major right. focus. But now we're years in, and we're more divided than ever, and people are arguing like crazy, and it's like, okay. I mean, England, I was just there. England now have no restrictions. The masks are off, everything. Yeah. And they were more locked down than most places I saw in the U.S. just a few weeks ago. It's now over. it's over. And yet here we're still discussing. It said I will I will say that it said February fifteenth was like they had to re vote on it again. So it's like how much longer are you gonna do this? It's just like we see Gavin Newsom. I don't know if I send you that thing. Gavin Newsom, Magic Johnson, another politician are all at the fucking Lakers game or the Clippers game, all massless. And I'm like, if anybody's still buying into this, like we went into Home Depot the other day and had to do some like moving and whatnot and I feel like I'm putting my foot down when I'm going to rent a truck from Home Depot and I don't put a mask on now. I'm like, this is me putting my foot down. So I went in there and did it. Nobody says anything. It's like, all right, this guy, he's already moved on. Well, it's strange because up here in Bozeman, you don't have to go into Home Depot with a mask on. Like, very few people are wearing one. And those people that are, good for them. If you're concerned about you know your own health and if you think well if you think you have covid you should right. stay home but if you're worried about c catching it then uh, good I, for you for yeah, wearing I, a mask like it's reasonable i, I said to alicia now I, this is not me laughing this off or being disrespectful but i anytime i see somebody with a mask like outside or wearing two masks we're sitting in the spectrum getting the internet hooked up the other night and i'm like that guy i mean he really cares he cares a lot more about me than i care about him unfortunately apparently is that the Oh, yeah, if you have two masks, masks you like really like you either you really. <laughs> but he probably has to do that for work, yeah, though. Like, it's probably not his I've, choice. He's I've told worn to. a bandana and felt like I've been choked out. To wear two masks is like a scuba diving situation. Yeah, <laughs> I would just invest in one really good one instead of two. Like a designer, ones. like a Gucci mask that probably makes you breathe better. Yeah. But look, back to more of the issue. I mean, this is more of an issue of freedom of speech than it is what the actual discussion Correct. is. Because this is how it happens. It's like it. freedom of speech breaks down if you get a big enough group of people that decide what you're saying can't be said, regardless of what the issue is. So regardless of whether this is about you know misinformation or blah, 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 it's like, okay, look, does it break freedom of speech and if not does it break the platform's rules and since it's podcasting it's not like other um social media and it's not television so there isn't 
restrictions uh, like that. I mean, he's not breaking a and, law. And I think, and a lot of people do think, that he's having very responsible right. conversations. That, could he do it better? Yeah, he said that he could. But... On the know, other side... I don't know. Are the news, are the news being this responsible? Th- I don't that, think that's that my que- That was my next question to you. It's that if you have to give a disclaimer prior to the Joe Rogan show, so shouldn't you as CNN have to give a disclaimer saying, we don't know if this is 100% true. No, they won't because that takes away their legitimacy and they think they're righteous. That's the problem, right? Because you and I see that and I think the vast majority of people do see that. So if you're still buying into the fact that they get ad revenue from dryer sheets and that makes their their news broadcast like legitimate, or, or by Pfizer, it's like uh, maybe these other people that don't have as much like disconnect or uh, what's the word? Whenever they're whenever they're compromised, I should say, because they don't have to play to a narrative. That's exactly what Rogan does, right? He doesn't have to play to anybody's thing. That's what Spotify's always done and supported him. So it's yeah. I mean, I'd be concerned if all of a sudden Rogan was suddenly sponsored by Pfizer and then he never said anything negative right. again right. or even criticized would, would the that, the vaccine. I mean, I might, would be like, be a, okay, might be a red flag, here? wouldn't you say? Bit of a red flag. I'd I don't say, know. Yeah. So, so you it's don't hear there. you don't hear anybody in CNN or any of these other big companies ever saying anything against the big companies or narratives. Does that could that be a correlation? It couldn't. Right? Maybe we shouldn't be so hard no. on CNN. I just can't remember the other news. Uh, well, Fox, Fox is Fox is the hard right. Fox is the hard right, but yeah, that one's way over. Oh, there. That's so according there. according to the news feeds now and the articles you read, Rogan is as far right as they come. Meanwhile, I don't know. Which is just not the only true. thing. The only thing sense. that I associate and silly conversation to have to be like people's views or anything or their stances on situations because they change every day but he's always been pro-gun and then pretty liberal every other way that i can understand would you was i mean i don't know how pro-gun he was before he started hunting i know he bought a gun way back when he moved to california but um you know i think more of that is just like education through the hunting practice and learning it that way but there's probably not many other issues that you could get him on on that side it just doesn't matter now once they've been once they labeled him and they connect him to like jordan peterson who we we'll talk about in a minute or any of the right-wing people nobody pays attention to the fact that he has any um liberal people on which is like pretty much every comedian 85 percent sure. of the people on his show are probably as left that would be an interesting stat to take if you took all his guests from the beginning of time and figured out there uh, and made like a pie right. graph. I bet it would be well over fifty percent uh, Democrats and liberals. Right. Yeah, right. no doubt. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You say one thing, the other direction, and that's what you are, and you'll be that forever. And good luck. And it's like, come on now, is this is this how we talk to each other these days? Nobody's ever made a. Mis- I don't even know that it's hard to say. Like it's like I want to sit here and be like he made a mistake. It's like uh, he just kind of opened us all up to a different way of thinking with those pa- last two podcasts that apparently the mainstream media did not want you to see. Obviously, that's why it's become such a big issue. If we're being honest, 
because it I mean, that's just what it is. It's like we're trying to demonize situations. It's like, oh, we just had a different angle. It's a, it's a. I'll tell you what. So, and I and I said it last week, but Russell Brand did another excellent video um, about Rogan's. I watched that. Well, you know, or his what he said, right? And it's like 15 minutes long. I'll put a link in the bio so you guys can just, as soon as you're done listening to this, or just stop now. Yeah. I don't know what else we're <laughs> going to say that's interesting. But definitely check out uh, Russell's thing because the way he puts it together is brilliant. And he gives a real breakdown and connects a lot of things. Um, he's just doing such a good job. I mean, I, it's amazing that the silly, funny, lovable comedian from England that is now really one of the best sources of news that you can pick up in my opinion say, and they're just opinions you, folks Don't if you had to me. have if you, all right we'll do it yeah one fine. way or the other if you had to pick a guy or a couple of guys to put in a room and like kind of chat obviously we kind of idolize these guys just because we they get so many views and we they're celebrities or whatever but you look at them and then you see how free thinking russell brand and joe rogan are like can you imagine having a conversation with two people like Fauci and let's say Gavin Newsom. Let's just put all four of those people in a room and see how that conversation unfolds. Two people two people that are not funded by anybody else and two people that are funded by a couple of other folks. And let's see how that conversation unfolds. Dude, Gavin Newsom would never come on and talk about... Like, if he was brave, if he was, like, really righteous and believed in what he... Right was preaching he would come on because he would know how to right. defend it he would believe it but he knows he would just get Slaughtered. squashed because there's so many things that he's done that are just pretty outrageous and he he doesn't want that scrutiny he's only going to go to places that are going to kiss right. his ass yeah look let's jump over to the guests of the week who we got we got jordan peterson monster we have Valentine, Valentine Thomas, and then Juliana Penna. We'll see if we get to everybody. This podcast is brought to you by Best Spoke Post. This winter, upgrade your daily routine with Best Spoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Best Spoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. I really enjoyed the Weekender box. That's a great bag with a bunch of cool stuff inside. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from winter cocktails to cozy threads and camping gear essentials. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime each box costs about 45 bucks yet has over 70 dollars worth of cool gear inside there's a bunch of really cool shit in there plus with each box of awesome you're supporting small businesses 90 percent of everything in the box comes from a small business get 20 percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code j-r-e-r that's boxofawesome.com code j-r-e-r for 20 percent off we shall see. So, look, Jordan Peterson needs no introduction, but I'll do it anyway. Um, Canadian um, doctor of psychology. Um, he's a psychologist, does therapy, was a <laughs> lecturer. Dr- Super smart guy. Some great books, 12 rules. 
you know, we all know who he is. But I'm doing these little intros nice. now anyway. I've decided. So, he starts out with a little bit of controversy. For some reason, he jumps into climate after <laughs> Joe said something about having a climate person on. And man, did he get himself into some trouble. Um, yeah, I mean, that- I don't know enough about climate to say whether he's right or wrong. And, and I don't even want to start with it. I just wonder why he went down that. As soon as he started doing it, I was like, oh, this is going to cause some problems. I got to give him credit, dude. He's consistent on his thought process. Regardless of subject, it's always what makes sense and what's the science of it. Fortunate or unfortunate, who's hurt, lives lives affected, a lot of the things that go on in his conversations seem to be like pushing certain classes and certain things to the wayside. I don't like he's a very sensitive and thoughtful guy. He really is. It's interesting. I've had like back and forth DMs with a couple of people about him, about how he's like misogynistic and this, that and the other. I was like, he has a daughter and a wife that he like cries when they talks about him. Like he, he's a thoughtful guy. He's not a, it's a weird thing to like put these people in these like little categories and make them certain people because he, he's not, he's really not like at all. It's like, listen to what he says, see the feeling and what he's saying. He's not saying it because he's skewed because of an alternative like perspective. He's like, this is what really, this is what makes sense to me. And like, from a scientific standpoint, this is what I've researched and read about. So this is what I'm regurgitating and showing you. So it's like to judge somebody on that seems so, I don't know. You tell me. I think a lot of, yeah, but a lot of this frustration and kind of hatred is coming from sound bites. You know, it's not coming from someone that's read his book or seen hours and hours of his lectures. I mean, I probably have watched, God, I I mean, I've probably seen over 20 hours of his lectures that I've sat and watched like over the years i mean he's he's been around for a while and you know when you look at somebody in that detail then you can start to have like a real opinion but a lot of the people that i speak to that have kind of frustration i hate towards anyone have not paid attention you know and i i I was trying to think the other day i was like who do i really who do i kind of want to cancel and I'm like, well, no one. I don't. There's no one I want That's what to. Went through your head, right? Yeah, I was just thinking. I was just thinking, like, if I was, if I had the option, right? And I was getting worked up about something. I'm like, yeah, people annoy me. There's politicians that annoy me. There's people in the news or media or celebrities that kind of get annoying. And I'm just like, okay, who do I really dislike? And it, no one, no one right. enough. And then I thought, even the people that I could consider that with if i like really had to pick someone right i'm like someone's twisting my arm i gotta pick someone then i realized oh i don't even know really anything about them so i don't have an opinion i'd have to i'd have to if if you're willing to really hate someone or dislike them i'd say put some time into figuring out who they are like justify your position that's reasonable exactly and if you're going to spend that time you're obviously gonna have to do the research on the person so once you start listening to the person, then you don't automatically have a bias because you're like, oh, that's, I mean, they were talking about tweets and things you would say in front of people and the things you would say. I mean, they mentioned that about how he still dives into the tweets from now from now and again. And he's like, I think it's just the, Joe's like, don't do that. 
he says that to every he yeah, says that to every that. guest but don't do that it's depressing but it's like you always want to like you want especially from a, a clinical psychologist standpoint i'm sure he has everybody reaching out to him and it's everybody's best day and either that or it's the complete opposite right it's either you're having your best day or you fucking hate this dude because he's xyz because of the sound bites but it's like if you ever had a conversation face to face, you'd probably ninety nine point nine percent of the time come out with that individual feeling a lot better about face to face interaction, right? No doubt you would you would like most people you speak to if you got time to sit down and talk with them. I think that that is probably just what's going to happen because even if you find that you disagree fundamentally on this side and this side, having that dialogue would kind of give you a bit of space for the idea and also you know those types of ideas are not everything that a person is you could that person could still be a very kind thoughtful person and you're like well i like i like who they are i just disagree with some of the elements of of how they think but to just jump on them and be like this is all bullshit and they're the worst and they should be canceled Uh, slow down just listen to something else uh, you don't have to listen to this podcast to joe's to any podcast you don't have uh, to it's your choice watch something else saying that yeah he's like you don't have to he's like if you don't like it just turn it off i don't want to hurt anybody (laughs) literally like (laughs) it's not enough today though man it's It's not enough People don't feel ju- they don't feel like satisfied enough to just be like turn it off. They're like, how dare other people listen to this? It's like, what? Chill out. Let them listen. It's okay. Oh, people are gonna go watch I, the Jackass I, oh, movie. What do you think I, that's doing for humanity? I, except being an awesome. I can't movie. remember who I was listening to today, but they were talking about like Neil Young being a rock star and whatnot, and always having to like stand up to the man. And it's like. Joe Rogan is standing up to the man. The man is Anthony Fauci. The man are these. Like, yeah, the man is now Neil <laughs> Young. And he's like, he's well like, done, you're Neil. the rock star, man. You're supposed to like stand up to the man and stand up to the like association and all that stuff. But you're like standing up to the guy who's standing up to the guy. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's definitely the least oh, thing. It's gross. Neil I got I got to tell, tell you, you too. Much. Not like that. I don't know if you're familiar with this girl named Brene Brown. I love Brene Brown. To be honest with you, she's she talks about vulnerability. She's I've I've watched quite a few of her like Netflix things. She's a motivational speaker, but she kind of got on board with the same narrative with Neil Young, saying that she's not going to drop any more shows based on the Rogan thing, and she's like. Her whole thing is like kindness and love and this and that. And it's like, have you ever listened to Joe Rogan? Because if you ever listen to his show, all he does is embrace. Like even throughout that whole little speech he did on that video, all he did was embrace those people and say how much he thought like was thoughtful of them. Remember that? I mean, about Neil Young. And- Dude, it's undeniable that a part of this is that, you know, the, remember too, these people are getting publicity. Right. It's true. Right. You put your name on this and say, you know what would be hilariously ironic is if we said we're pulling uh, our show from point. Spotify unless they remove God, Joe. Is... And then people will be like, wait a second, but don't you re- review his uh, show? We're like, we're taking mm. a stand. How dare you? That is a, Get us that's a good point, man. That is a good point. That's a, It's an interesting time. To, to, I would hope that would not be the thought, but I saw this. Be- <laughs> Dude, that, that, that's a part of it for sure. That's a I saw the exact. What's what said? Name? Nickelback will be putting more music on Spotify now that Joe has been retained. 
<laughs> it's like death yeah. threat. We will no, release that's, an that's, album that's what it's, it's like the other side of the pendulum. It was pretty funny, though. I liked it. That's great. That's great. <clears throat> Let's go into one thing that uh, Jordan talked about, which I really liked, is when he was discussing uh, hanging out with Guy Ritchie. Oh. Right, and Guy Ritchie is the director of such classic movies as Snatch, um, and he did the King he Arthur lo- movie and he a did bunch l- of other Lock, legendary Stock, movies. and Two Smokes. Uh, yep, he did. He did Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, and what was cool about it is Jordan discussed the kind of hero's journey elements of it. Point. Right, so so the King Arthur movie. I think is really underrated. Not a lot of people cared for it, but I'm a huge fan you, of that movie. My buddy Eli and I will watch that thing like once been, a month. I don't know why we just love it. It's it's a, I think it's great. And what it discusses is this person's journey, like fall from grace, kind of raised in the brothel, and then heads out into the darkness of the woods and has to learn to control the power of this sword. And it's just like this process of like human development that comes from kind of a lot of older stories, you know, through history have, have kind of told this. And for him to bring it back and make, make a movie and, and discuss it. But there's actually a video that it's like a clip of Rogan talking to Guy Ritchie that kind of discusses this. I'm also going to put a link in the bio for that. It's about 15 minutes long, but it's really eloquent. And it's Guy Ritchie just discussing kind of what that means. And I I just think it's an important breakdown of that type of story for people to hear. Like there are dark times, there are difficult periods in your life. And, um, it kind of explains the growth through it. So instead of just thinking you're super unlucky at a certain period, it's it's showing you that through this darkness, through these challenges, through this like difficult stuff, right? There there are actually gems. There's gold that you can get out of it. Like you become well, you stronger. Do, you do get you, it out of it a hundred percent. Like <laughs> not to interrupt, I. I isn't there such a good story to be told about that? Like I even find myself in the middle of the time. It's like, sometimes you just got to thank yourself for the losses at the same time. It's not easy in the moment, but you get to look back on it and it's like, it certainly is what makes the story though. You know what I mean? Cause if it's all fucking unicorns and rainbows, you wouldn't know the other side. So it's, it's, it's dark sometimes, but in the darkness, you, you there's only the other, other side is the light. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But you're right. It's almost impossible to see it in the moment. And that's, you know, that's probably where a lot of depression and a lot of hopeless feelings come from is because it is hard to see it. It's hard to see that 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 might be the time of your life where the most growth is going to come. And um, yeah, I mean, to think that everybody gets these challenges like there's no chance. There's no way this whole thing hasn't stressed Joe out. Like no way. It doesn't matter how wealthy he is or how famous or this is. This has been a difficult thing for him to navigate. He's like, holy shit. He li- okay, he's, here we go. Let's he figure says this out. It multiple times. He's like, I didn't ask for this. He's like, I didn't ask for it. He's like, I literally. And, and throughout that conversation, he's like, I don't premeditate. He's like, I have bullet points from time to time, but I don't like premeditate what's going to come out of my mouth. He's like, I'm just spitting off the cuff. That's what we do here. That's what people do in life when it's not scripted, right? 
So to have this expectation of how certain people are supposed to react or certain things are supposed to say or the idea that you're not supposed to talk to other people about different viewing thoughts is just silly. Like there's no explanation for that. There's just none. There's... <laughs> yeah, but people don't agree, man. There's a lot of people today with how polarized it is that are saying, well, yeah, I agree with the First Amendment, but I don't so agree with this. And you're like, well, that's it's that's fine. Thing. So shouldn't we raise the question? Shouldn't Joe be, get on ESPN, not ESPN, but CNN and be like, hey, OK, who would you guys like to have on the podcast? I'd be more than happy to have a, a, an open, long form conversation with anybody who's on the other side. Let's do it. Yeah, but if he if he does that, though. Then he's opening the door to like them just having basically more control over his show. It's like, what, every time they write a bad article or they accuse him of something, he has to good make an point, adjustment? Well, that's th- not going to work good for point, his but show. That's obviously already been a thing because now he has to give that disclaimer prior to every show. And we, we, we made mention of that whole stock situation. It was a weird thing that the, the, the clickbait was Spotify down four billion after Joe Rogan's statements. Like I've read that on my Facebook and Instagram feed multiple times today, and it's like, where did you come up with that number? Well, the problem with that is, and I'm looking at the Spotify stock right now. Um, over the last year, according to Cash App, which is why I'm getting my current information on my phone, it's down forty point. 99% over the last year. Okay? Over the last month, it's gone down 17.4%. Wow. And over the last week, which is really when all this controversy has happened, it's gone up 18.06%. <laughs> so maybe they're just saying over the period of a year it's I lost was, that much, this... but it hasn't been since he said it. I mean, today it's up. Three point seven. This reminded me of the Elon situation, and right? When they said, "So I it seemed I like clickbait it. for the Elon situation." And then tomorrow, everybody who didn't know about Rogan is going to know about him now. If you didn't know yeah. about him last night, you're going to know about him now. That's the interesting thing. Yeah, guys, g- just go out and buy right. Spotify stuff. That's, That's what I think. Let's just yeah. pump this thing get through his, the roof. Get him fired up. Let's support Spotify for not like turning yeah. Joe off. Which I don't know if they could, but they should. Not at all. I want to. Ju- I, I wanted to talk about uh-huh. one situation that he talked about Guy Ritchie and how artistic he was about how he did those movies. He would say, Jordan said that when he talked to Guy Ritchie that when he was doing these movies like Snatch and whatnot, he would just put the characters in the in the space and say this is kind of like he'd write the description of the scene that he wanted and let them just kind of impromptu the the dialogue. And I was like, what better way to, like, when you got, like, real quality actors that are, like, seasoned to just, like, put them in a situation and have them just let the scene unfold. Like, you just have this thought process behind it, and then you just kind of watch this painting unfold. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, for sure. I mean, to think about, think about, I think, his his best character ever was... Um, uh, yeah, Brad Pitt in Snatch, and he's had some great. He's had obviously some amazing actors work for him, and a bunch of great characters. Yeah. But what Brad Pitt oh, was was spiking. unbelievable. And to think that he had the opportunity to kind of play with that role and make it what he wanted to. I mean, I've always, I've always liked 
uh, Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden in Fight Club. That was one of my favorite characters he ever played, and he's had a bunch of great movies. But the guy in Snatch was just... It's hard. It's I've, hard to I've seen beat that. I've that. seen that movie. He, he just nailed it. Probably right up there with all like ten timers. It's you know? so good. So many great scenes in that movie. Just, it's absolutely brilliant. Like I, I'm, I, yeah, Guy Ritchie's a fascinating dude. He's man, done it sure. all too. He's definitely a, yeah. He's a he's a he's a badass and a legit black belt. I get too. it. I mean, I gotta say, getting older and just like not—I mean, my palate's not that far-fetched. But even just seeing like and hearing these back-ended conversations about the art that unfolds from these like chefs and directors and whatnot, like I, I've gained a new perspective on how they see things, which has made me appreciate the art that much more. Whereas, whereas if I didn't hear these conversations prior to, I don't think that I probably would. You know what I mean? Just because I haven't really submersed myself into those fields, so it's like hearing that angle. I'm like, oh man, I can see how you come. That's like playing the guitar or something, you know. It's really cool to hear like the creative endeavor right. of people and their like creative thought process. It's very right. interesting, and it, and it's really inspiring too. I mean, I'm not a super creative person. Um, you know, like I don't play any instruments. I suck at drawing. I mean, this, I don't have a lot of it. I can't write music or, you know. So to hear it is is really fascinating I mean, stuff. You're yeah. like, wow, that's just the freedom of thinking. I mean, it inspi- doesn't it inspire, you, is, is inspires awesome. you a little bit? It inspires me to at least like try and think outside of the box a little bit. Hearing these other people talk about it, it's like, oh, well, I mean, they're not, not that much different than us. We're all just... Sure. Hopefully it's making us less like a yeah, couple like less, of idiots, like, which is that's all, all we can ask. ask. That girl, too. Ta- I mean, speaking ask. of which, that girl is it Valentina? That was the just was. Oh, Val- yeah. Let's finish up real quick with it. one thing I want to say about Jordan though is he is making that essay. App. Oh, that's gonna be good. Oh, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I think it's just called essay. But people learning how to write is is kind of an art that we right. we're losing. People aren't learning to write. People are graduating with undergraduate degrees, and they really can't write, and it's a shame. And it's a valuable tool to have. I mean, it's one thing to try and talk in an articulate way, but to write that way is very well, is powerful. Every- so I hope that the app comes out soon. I can't wait to try it. I think it's a brilliant idea, and I encourage everyone to give it a try if they want to improve their writing because that's uh, hopefully it's a great way to do it. That's all I had to say about that. I was gonna... Let's jump over to Valentine Thomas, and then you can say whatever you were going to well, say. What, what I was going to say, maybe we should call it the texting app, just because like people only text these days anyway, so you should probably know how to text correctly, correct? Yeah, but I mean, what is texting correctly? <laughs> learning like LOL like and... KKK. Mostly Curious. emojis. It's like you learn what all the you emojis have to press mean. You the big K and the small K because that means you mean okay. I think. I think. I, I don't. Okay. Know. Yeah. Yeah. The I don't K, know K. What that really means. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. The 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 Valentine girl. She was thirty. I believe she said she was thirty four, and she was a lawyer for the longest time, and then just decided to go spearfish and jump off of boats and jump off of oil rigs. And she said that she held her breath, and this was. I mean. This is the biggest thing that stood out to me, that this has become such a normalcy for people to be able to do this for so long. But she said that she could hold her breath free diving for five minutes and 45 seconds. 
That yeah, and she said she's not even yeah, that good of a free diver. That sounds like a oh long time. Oh my god, time. I I try and hold my breath under the hot tub for like thirty seconds, and I do it slow. Now I think about her all the time, so I try and push it to like forty forty five. But I'm thinking you got five minutes on me, and you're you got a and you got a spear well, in your hand, and you got sharks surrounding you and whatnot. Like that's a different fucking ball game. Well, the hot tub is not a good place to do that. You probably want True. cold water. If you're going to attempt to hold your breath. But fair play to her. I mean, what what an interesting endeavor just to take up. And I don't even know if she... It isn't like she was an amazing spear fisher person her whole life. She just was passionate about it, got into it. Has like over 300,000 Instagram followers. So I guess that's where she... She creates most of her, uh, uh, are you, well, I'm sure, revenue? I'm, sh- like I'm sure being on Rogan last time didn't hurt her cause, but yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Oh, no doubt. It seems like she's going to be successful at whatever she does. She seems to be a, she had yeah, a great attitude for well, sure. And I, I wish she kind of talked about spearfishing a bit more actually, cause I've always wanted right. to try that. It sounds dope. Dude, to Difficult, throw a spear it's a lot going on. Just in air. Can you imagine through water? <laughs> well, you don't throw it. They have. Oh, it's, it, like a, it's like it's like a. It's on a like a elastic band or a spring. Uh, or well, I think there's like real deal spear fishermen, and I think there's like crossbow fishermen. But I imagine. Well, yeah, but those spear fisher people are outside of the water, throwing it into uh, the water. She's under so it. A mechanical. Yeah, so there's it's a, like a spear connected to what looks like a a rifle length. It. And it fires out, and then it, it has uh, a, like a cord connected to it, so you can get the totally fish in. Puts a damper on my thought that I had. I thought there was just like mermaids. I what did you think she was doing? Mer- throwing spears mermaids underwater, chucking spears. <laughs> Merma- mermen just chucking spears like with one fin. Mer people, mer they. Seal skin boots. That sounds like the way forward. What? Did, how cold did she say she could Very go with cold. those things? That's what you want if you're climbing Everest with a t- tank top. I want some seal skin boots. It may. It makes sense. You would find the animals that live in the coldest environments and use their skin, right? One hundred percent. It doesn't sound like they would weigh like a like not very much. They probably have pretty heavy, but it sounds like they're pretty insulated. Some seal mm. fat. If I if I'm yeah. climbing down a cold ass mountain, I want some seal fat on my ankles. Well, what did she say? The coldest temperature oh. she experienced was negative fifty-seven Celsius. Yeah, or something? what is that? A lot. Very cold, it's like both. dude. That's that's like you die. It's like real Bozeman. fast. Bozeman that's how cold that February, is. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Bozeman doesn't even get that cold. That's insane. <laughs> that is. Pretty. That's anyway, oh. Did you think the story about the the origin of the Somali Ooh, pirates that, was I'm, interesting? I, yeah way. right i didn't know that that they got into that because other countries fucked up their fishing and water by polluting and then they just said hey screw this i wonder how much you. of history has been written like that that's what that made me think right after they told that story i was like hmm well again it's easy to demonize people <laughs> if you don't know their <laughs> right. story right it's easy to be like oh yeah they're terrible right. people it's like well maybe they don't want to be pirates maybe that they doesn't seem fish. like a natural progression they're like oh we just wanted to feed our families and then we decided that you guys took all our fish and if we took one of you we could get more money and get our families back what are we going to do 
Mm, makes. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to go watch that Tom Hanks movie again, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're doing their best. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting predicament to be in. Whenever that's turns out, Tom Hanks is the bad guy in that movie right. all along. You Absolutely. just don't notice. I mean, I think that there's it's probably a lot of history that that's been written in that kind of lens. Yeah. Well, don't they don't they say that the winners write the that's history? That's a good point. You know? Kind of makes sense. It's like that's man, a good point. If you want, if you want a good story, you got to win. You got to win that war. I guess because the losers aren't writing the books, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, they got wiped out. They got wiped out. They got wiped out. Well, so there we go. All right, let's. Let, that's pretty much it for her. I thought she was cool. I like her. I hope she comes back on. She's making an app, right? A breathing app or yeah, a meditation. I think app she'll or be something. successful with that. It'd be yeah. good to check out. I feel like we got a lot of breathing meditation apps, but maybe one, yeah, one more is good. Let's add one more. Get it in there. All right. Juliana well, Penna. What upset a of the century, huh? I remember, I remember Dude, watching those fights. It was one of those moments where, <clears throat> I mean, the first one, I can't remember. It was a, another pre-card that was supposed to like a lock lockdown, and that one got... Miss, like, I can't remember. It was like a total bet on the underdog. You would have made a million. And then the second one right after that was them too. What was Correct. the Juliana that fight? Was like the fu- yeah, I don't know exactly what the odds are. I'm pretty sure Nunes was, was, she was oh, definitely the, it was the favorite. Huge. But, yeah, I couldn't believe what I was seeing when Juliana was just just lighting her up with strikes stood right in front of her right in the pocket just ba- I, I couldn't was, believe it it was unreal. it was so fun that was one of the it was one so of the best fun back to watch and forth in any mma fight i've ever seen dude oftentimes the female fights in the ufc are my favorite ones to watch they just continuously right. go like that and it it really is going that way there's so many great fighters and they're I don't know. It's it's like a different energy when right. they come in because they're like they're often so much more passionate. You take like um, uh, Thug Rose. I mean, the passion that she goes in with and what it means to her to win, and then watching her just knocking people out. It just I don't know, man. It's it's moving. Well, they were stuff, talk- and it's it really is so impressive. great to see that and she was talking about having a female in the booth too and how vital that could be like i was like that's a great idea you should have a, a like a female in the booth with well he was talking about having her with him in dc but he's like who else would we have and then besides you because she kind of made her case while she was there that she could probably hang and do that but I was, outside of her there hasn't been anybody that you would be like make a case for you know what i mean but once she kind of like played her case there i was like hmm, i could see you being in the booth yeah, no doubt she'd you know. do a great job. I mean, she knows so much about fighting. She's super passionate. Uh, she right. good speaker. She was good on that. I mean, Joe was saying, "Hey, start a podcast." I think she definitely right. should. I mean, even in the world of there's 10 million podcasts, I say if you want to start one, do it, and I'll support it because I think it's absolutely great. You know, even if no one barely ever listens, which they would to her because she's a champ. But if you're just a a uh, you, if you're not the champion of the world in UFC and you want to start one, right. still do it because it's great practice for right. a lot of things, and uh, you know you'll you'll learn a right. lot from it. 
but for her to do it, I think that would be an uh, an excellent thing to do. And and also, these fighters do need to think about what they are gonna do right. after fighting. And thank God, there's been a bunch of fighters like Brendan Schaub and others that have kind of paved right. the way. Like they've created paths of like this is what you can do when you get out, and you can enjoy it and make money and. You know, you don't need to keep doing those awful fights when you're way past your prime, when you're just getting completely sparked out. And it's just brutal to watch. I mean, I still have not got over that last Tito Ortiz Chuck Liddell fight. It just haunts me to know that that even happened. I was like, God, guys, what are we doing? I love you both, but my, this is... Just painful. keeping it going at old age. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what, I mean, she made a lot of, she made a lot of, innuendos of that too she's like the window we have here is very short so she's like if it doesn't make money it doesn't make sense she made reference to that multiple times which is totally understandable she made her way on the ultimate fighter which has got to be a cool little experience but i mean i think she'd be great like as the coach of the ultimate fighter and kind of the spokesperson for women's mma at this point like because everybody else has kind of dropped off as far as like holly hunter and i mean i can't really think of anybody other than i mean you only have Holly, Holly Holmes, Holmes <clears throat> Ronda Rousey, and whatnot, but yep. like it seems like she could be the new face of all of it. Like she's just the up and coming, bright little spirit. Like I don't know. Oh, for sure. If she gets a couple of good title defenses in, if she beats Nunes again, and then beats a couple of the other girls, and then you know really cements herself as a champ, I mean she's going to be right. ginormous and yeah, just huge. Hell yeah. Good honor. I mean, yeah, I love that story that uh joe was when he was talking about how he like never gets right. burnt out when it comes to commentating or watching fights or working for that job like really Absolutely. loving your job i mean what a privilege and an honor and it's nice to hear that too because the last thing you want is thinking even people that you admire and like listening to are kind mm -hmm. of tired of doing what they do and they it's just like they're running through the motions to get a paycheck i mean you know, it's almost like watching Letterman at the end of his career. It's like, yeah, he was still funny, but he didn't want I, to be there. I think, wa <laughs> I think watching people, it. I mean, good on Joe for sure, because I couldn't agree more with you, but like watching people like come within an inch of their life, it's hard to not either be on board or not on board with something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's way too exciting of a job for him to be like staring yeah, into like, space uh, half on his phone going, oh yeah, I, good I've punch. I've done, good I've kick, done this before. Good. You're like, that guy almost lost his right arm. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I could see. Yeah, but when you hear he was on, he was on a national TV show, news radio, making good money, building his career, trying to be taken seriously, and then he's also flying around the country, going to podunk right. towns, doing what? What did he say? Fifteen right. free fights, not getting paid, just doing it because he loved it. He would tell Dana, "Get you know, get me some tickets right. for my friends." People even gave him criticism uh, about it. They were like, what I are you doing? I love that. You know, because it was back then it was seen as kind of gross. I love that story. I mean, I, I used to watch it back then and people I knew would be like, what do you yeah, watch what you, that crap? Like, that's are barbaric. you a cannibal? I'm like, OK, well, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Right? I like it. Sorry. <laughs> are you a cannibal? That's misinformation. Don't watch it. I'm like, well, it's, oh, I think are, it's good. I think oh, one day it'll be are good. You watch, no, are you watching Jerry Springer at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Oh, that's what I thought. Cool, sto cool, cool story, bud. Were. Yeah. 
Also no. a good show. Though. Shout out. <laughs> no, but I will say that I, 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 I like hearing Joe say that story. But that's, it was refreshing to hear that. You know what I mean? Like, And to hear his breakdown, too, about where he lived as far as – I can't remember what he said from the first few years. Then he was like Florida. Then he was like Boston for these chunks of his life. And you kind of see like where people come from and the different paths that he took. He broke it down very literally in these past few podcasts. And I was like, oh, now I can kind of – yeah, he's moved all yeah, you over. You see, man. like where he was as a child. It defined right. who he was in Absolutely. a lot of ways. What did he? What did he actually say? So he was born in New, New Jersey. Jersey. Then he moved to Florida, San Francisco. Oh, San, San, no, San Francisco Fran, first. Then Florida. Then Boston. Then he went out to I think it's Gainesville, right. Florida, and then moved up to right. Boston, and then that's when he did his martial arts and eventually comedy. And um, isn't it? I guess he must have moved to L.A. after that, right? That's where he would have done news radio. <laughs> Dude, and, he and tells his whole story, too. It's so interesting hearing all this backlash, but it's like he tells his whole story throughout those past two podcasts or whatever, and he's like, I was beat up a lot as a kid. I was bullied a lot, so I went and did martial arts, and then I became this person that I am and found a focus, and then I decided to do this, and then I decided to do this, and now I'm in this situation, and now I'm trying to find the truth, and now I'm getting scrutinized. <laughs> but it's like now I see like, a guy that came from where he comes from, it's like you could see he's seeking the truth out because that's what he's been doing his whole life. So, like, why wouldn't he stop now? Yeah, I think people just have a hard time with the fact that the fear factor guy is as popular I mean, as this. I, mean, I feel like it's almost what it Dude, comes down to. the fucking apprentice was the fucking president of the United States. So let's move along. Like, what, uh, That's I mean, a good point. Like, and, and, and good on... Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Like, who are we... I, good I on agree. everyone. Okay. Good on. Good on you for Agreed. being successful. Agreed. Well done. Well done. Well, yeah. That's the controversy, guys. That is this week. Big week in the world of Spotify, Neil Young, and others. Uh, like I said, there, I'll put some links in the bio to the um, Russell Brand video. I'll put the Guy Ritchie one on there. I think they're really cool. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Uh, it's just a, a little bit extra to get out of the pod and see if you enjoy it. And, um, yeah, free that's it. We will see free you Joe Rogan. next week. Free Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Free peace, speech, people. Peace, Keep peace. going. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We Pe- appreciate peace it. Peace and love. Bye. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.